I can't even say it here, the slathering friendship spoon. Right now, we're going to give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Now, today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to email us the name of the author as you believe him or her to be. Simply write down that name and mail it to info at bartsbooks.com. And if you're correct, we are going to send you a marvelous gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, the author of last week's quote, that is, uh, the individual who uh, who said, uh, when I am old and dying, I plan to look back on my life and say, wow, that was an adventure, not, wow, I sure felt safe. <laughs> Those words were spoken by none other than the founder of GitHub, Mr. Tom Preston Werner. So now, let us dig into today's feast of wisdom and strip away all the impersonal uh, layers that hide us from true friendship, and so exquisitely exemplified by Miss Sharon Mann. Sharon, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Bart. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing very well on this lovely summer's day uh, with a charming guest at, uh, on the show. What? How could life be better? So... <laughs> Anyway, Sharon, you know, uh, I, it, it's really funny. You, you folks should see Sharon around New York. She she owns the Big Apple. Uh, you see her flitting around at all the hot spots in Manhattan's glittering aisle. And I got to say, it's not easy to discern exactly what the CEO of Man Consulting does. So get it strictly down to business. Sharon, tell us, what does Man Consulting provide for the business community? And, uh, and what do you do? I think the most important. I think that the most important opportunity that we provide uh, out there to the business community is a chance to um, discern some of the biggest and, and greatest talent right out there on the market. Uh, when we work with companies, we identify their needs and figure out with whom they could work to lead their companies. Uh-huh. So when you say biggest, you don't mean by pounds. No. no. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, I take on a lot of meetings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right, yes. Uh, so I guess uh, I, I could call you a headhunter or a recruiter, but I kind of feel that's calling, uh, like calling Bill Gates a software designer. It's, uh, it's a small category that does more to confine than explain all that you really, really provide. But am I right in that the heart of your business is your, inabil- is, is your individual ability to, to meet people, to get to know, build relationships with other folks, Right. Yes, I think that's the primary focus of what would make a recruiter successful is the opportunity to build relationships and also to establish some type of track record which builds trust with the clients and with the community generally. Ah, okay. I think that's that's important. Yes. Both the the relationships but that long-term track record. I think that's important. And I know that that frankly most of us really uh, are friendly, but we really don't build business relationships really well. And as a sort of an example, before we get into how, how you do work your magic, um, could, let's, let's take a look at, at, the, uh, at the rest of the recruiting world, for example. For instance, could you explain to, to folks um, how the typical recruiter, what they call the smile and dial boys operate? How, how does it work? <laughs> 
I like that phrase, smile and dial. I, I think a lot, <laughs> it's very clever. I think a lot of times that is not always the best approach, the smile and dial approach, because it's not very personalized. And what it demonstrates to the individual that you're reaching out to is that you haven't really done your homework. You haven't really taken the time to investigate the individual, to find out their personal needs. Above and beyond what you can ascertain online on the Internet, you'd like to do a little bit more research to, to let the person know that they're special, you'd like to work with them, and that you'd have their best interest at heart if you did. And sometimes smiling and dialing simply for numbers doesn't really equate to having a personal relationship with someone. It just makes someone feel like they're part of the pack, but that there's no individual, individual relationship with that person. I, I think you're right. You know, it was funny. I was visiting a, a marketing firm in New York, and I was actually – doing an article on them and I was just talking to them but I talked I had looked up everybody beforehand and I when I mentioned to the vice president that I that uh Boshi and I had climbed Mount Kilimanjaro uh a little fact pulled out of absolutely nowhere it it really made a turnaround and it comes from that personal connection uh and this is something that that we should all strive to do right Climb Mount Kilimanjaro or make the personal connection. That's wonderful. Yes, <laughs> Climbing Mount right. Kilimanjaro yes. is no We don't feet. have to make one on the mountain. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> find some guru in, in rags and a long beard or something. I don't know. But, Very impressive. <laughs> well, anyway, so I, I get this. The smile on dial ain't you. Uh, <laughs> you and a phrase. You, you've got bigger fish to fry. Let's not kid ourselves here. You're uh, trying to persuade some of the highest level executives toward a new situation. And uh, the very first stumbling block for most of us, of course, would be, how do I get to meet the very high talented people? So give us one story how, how that tells how you encounter folks. Or how did you encounter some particular legal genius or C-suite exec or something? Well, I, I think in the I think as you are more established in your career, a lot of these introductions are made by word of mouth and referrals because you've already established a track record. But starting out in the business, it can be a little bit intimidating if you'd like to meet someone and really don't know the right way to go about it. And one thing that I would recommend that someone should not overlook is a very simple online tool of going on LinkedIn where you can find a lot of information about someone in a short amount of time. And LinkedIn also allows you to access perhaps individuals with whom you have in common, so they can gain that warm introduction to the person with whom you'd like to meet. And so I've, that's, I, I, I pick up this person, and I think, I think you're right there, but um, I have the feeling that, that people need the right mindset. That is, what sort of attitude do I want to take and on, on this uh, – when I'm approaching this person, because I know the, the initial mindset is important. Yeah, I think a lot of times people go in with the, the people who are not as successful would go in with the mindset that they feel they can call someone and get exactly what they need or, 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 or automatically get a meeting. But I do think it's important to develop some type of rapport with the individual first. Find some commonality that you have with the individual, and perhaps if you can do something for someone else to help them, to help their child, help their charity, if you give back to that person, they'll be more, more receptive to, in essence, helping you. It's a nice quid pro quo, but it's also great karma too. Yes. Well, you've done. Give it. Can you give a, a, an example of of one or two things that you've done like that? 
Well, I'm very active in New York in the charity community, and not only is it oh. a wonderful way to give back in New York and meet interesting people, but it's also a way to connect with individuals with whom you might not see in the business setting, but we see more on the on the on the on the circuit. Uh, and I think it's also just a good way to feel good about yourself and improve yourself as well. So that would be that would be one means. Yeah, I think so. I think that it's you you when you go on a charitable. Uh, a, either a tour or, or a, a cause or a program or something, you find yourself getting absorbed in that itself. And somehow it takes the edge off of your business need. And I think showing that business need uh, is is portraying the exact bad, wrong image in many <laughs> cases, don't you? I, t- I completely agree. Yeah. And it's also doing yeah. good, and you're doing good, and you're giving back, and likewise surrounding yourself by a same same mindset of people who want to give back to their community. You really can't go wrong in that type of setting. Hmm. Well, now I know that you uh, are are one who believes in giving value right from the start of the relationship, and I, I think that's that's very good. But I I wonder is it can you really make the first meeting via social media? Or is the social media really just just the, the tool to sort of uh, uh, initial reconnaissance and discovery? You you don't do you don't do you try to make the first meeting via social media? I think that's one way to get a first meeting. I think it's a means to an end. Really? But I do, but I do believe in the importance of meeting someone in person because I think mm. that meeting someone in person, if you just look at a resume and just see the credentials on paper, the person you know that you meet could be very different from in your mind what you perceive the individual to be, uh, just by the credentials alone. So I really do feel that you can get a great sense of a person, their individual style, their personality, their overall disposition, just by having a meeting. How do they dress? Do they show up on time are they respectful are they do they have a funny laugh <laughs> whatever whatever you may, <laughs> whatever individual personality traits that you can pick up i think it's best to be done in person and you really can gauge an individual by an initial first encounter that you really can't do on with online media so i think what you're trying to tell us here is that if we could meet any of the current presidential candidates we might think differently of them or we still wouldn't think anymore <laughs> interesting to meet any of the presidential candidates in person, that's for sure. Yes, uh, interesting. That's sort of like the old Chinese curse, may you live in interesting times. Right, I, I see what you're getting at. It's a very <laughs> diplomatic way of putting that. I like that. <laughs> but I, uh, I would seem to me that after you've made, uh, you told me about something you did that I very much enjoyed this. You said that you would look up that you looked up a person and you found the company and then you studied the company and you made a suggestion to the person just out of the blue saying, you know, you've got a really uh, great product here, but have you ever thought of um, adding this aspect to your uh, custom-made software or something? I remember. Uh, is, is, is that, are these sort of out of the blue uh, suggestions are they viewed as sort of uppity, or, or do they are they seen as helpful? 
I, I hope that it's seen as helpful. I think that a lot of times if you know the market um, and it's your job to know the market and you kind of have a, a sense of what's happening and can anticipate market trends, I think it could be very helpful and add value to an individual if you give them some helpful suggestions. By no means am I telling people how to do their jobs, but at the same time, mm-hmm. if I can offer some friendly advice or maybe give some tips or maybe tell how another company has done it and how it could improve uh, their establishment, I, I see no harm in just offering um, some very, you know, professional, uh, you know, advice. I think that's something that Sharon has just said, folks, and I'd like you all to pay attention to that. She, she, it's a, this I'm going to call a quill pen moment. She said, you might pass on an example of how someone else has done it. So it is less of the idea of me pontificating how you should straighten up your act, but rather you're just passing on something that you have witnessed as a favor. And passing on good information like that is always seen as valuable, so I'd like you to dip your pen in the ink well and make a note to look for pieces of people, of program, of things that have happened well that you can pass on. And it, and it also it also may also and to your point, Bart, that, that it also shows that you've done your homework once again, that you've taken an mm. extra step to learn more about their business, and that you might be an expert in their industry, which also would make them more apt to hire you. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good way true. to get yourself in the door. <laughs> yeah, and uh, okay, now we're going to take you, take everyone here through that door very shortly. But before before we enter in. Right about now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a brief sorbet because we have come to the midpoint of today's feast. And so, folks, you are listening to The Art of the CEO Radio Show, streaming live from blogtalkradio.com. And it is time for me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of, among many other things, Bart's Books, Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit bartsbooks.com and explore a wide wealth of practical wisdom from many business masters. And today, Prometheus Publishing invites you to come visit their bookstore and take a look at the ever-topical and never-typical book, Behind Every Successful Woman is Herself. And this is a volume, I I love this, because it takes the contributed wisdom of nearly 100 women and men in all fields, and it guides you with their experiential insight from the first day of your career to taking your seat to the boardroom or, or launching your own firm. And the best endorsement for this book came to me one time when I was uh, at a book fair, and this research scientist comes and browses through it and says to me, she says, boy, do I really need this book. So I (laughs) bet that you all could benefit from a copy, too. So I invite you to pick it up by visiting bartsbooks.com and grab a few pages of career cultivation. And while you're on the site, why not subscribe to Bart's Books free weekly business quips, for after all, it's time to laugh. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and all those who are hoping for summer's blessedly warm and wonderful rains, we are back with the Art of the CEO show on blogtalkradio.com, and we are back to learning from our featured guest, Ms. Sharon Mann, who is laying out for us the fine art of not merely networking, but of building beneficial, mutual relationships in the realm of business. 
Now, when you are standing, you finally get the meeting. You are going to meet this person face-to-face for lunch. Could you give us uh, two, two things you should do and two things that you really don't want to ever do that you've seen happen? <laughs> <laughs> Where should I? Which one should I start with first? <laughs> uh, oh, let, let, let's let's do the don'ts. Let's make the let's do the the, the, the terrible. The, let's deal with disaster right off, right off. Okay. Right <laughs> well, first, um, don't be late. That would be the first uh, yeah. piece of advice that I would try to give to show a sign of respect. Courtesy of King's promptness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and second, uh, sometimes people tend to overstate their credentials. I say don't do that. There's a fine line between marketing yourself and as as well as the ethics component of it, I would say put out your best foot first, but at the same time, be cognizant of your audience and don't ever lie at all about your credentials. People will find out. Very important. Ethics is is extremely important for credibility and and, and other reasons. And also, Sharon, don't you want to kind of wait before saying, thumping your chest and saying, hi, Mr. Schmidt, look what I can do. I mean, you do want to... (laughs) kind of hold back on that, don't you? That's right. I, did, I think, you know, I think it's very important to uh, ask a lot of questions to the interviewer and also find that you are also listening to the conversation and, and, and fo- do a lot of follow-up questions uh, just so you can ascertain a little bit more about the person with whom you are, you are speaking. I think, I'm I think sorry, that's were important. you saying something? I mean, oh, yes, allow me to follow up. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, not, that, that's one of the don'ts. Uh, yeah, that, that's one of the don'ts. Don't don't doze off in the middle of conversation. That's that's a good one, probably. Right. Okay. Give me one particularly clever uh, entree that either you used or you saw somebody else use uh, in, in this first meeting situation. I would say do your homework prior to the meeting and find out something on the Internet that, you, that shows that you took the extra time to find out about the person. I think the person would be very flattered that you took that time to just not show up for a meeting and not be prepared, but that you actually went out of your way to get to know a little bit more about your audience. Ah, uh, that's, that's very true. I was... Uh, Sharon, I should have everyone know, is contributing her uh, marvelous expertise to one of our upcoming books on on uh, from Prometheus called The Dealmakers, and you will hear a lot more of her wisdom in upcoming times, and particularly when as we bring the book out. But I want to bring that up because I was just talking to one of our other authorities in this, and I found out that his that he is climbing uh, particular mountains, the 14,000 footers out west, with his 12-year-old son. And I was able to connect with him through that because we, it turned out we climbed uh, some of the same mountains. And I was, and wow. that's wow. so... That would be a good thing, I take it, right? That sort of thing. Oh, absolutely. And it's also something that most people don't do. I myself do not climb those mountains, so I'm very impressed with those that do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes a certain amount of bra- stupid, uh, whatever, uh, it, outside interest. Uh, um, well, it certainly makes now, you a lot Sharon, more exciting than others. Right. <laughs> Believe me, this this from the woman, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, who calls me up and says, well, uh, I've got tickets to the Yankees game and courtside seats to the Knicks, and I've got this Broadway play and this fashion show coming up, and I can't go to the mall. Does anyone want to share some of these tickets with me? This, this, so so 
do not believe that this lady does not lead an exciting life. <laughs> well, you as a mountain climber certainly leave a very positive impression in everyone's mind. It's certainly an unforgettable facet, that's for sure. Very impressive. <laughs> Sharon, I remember you telling me that uh, you, you'd gotten to know uh, one real powerhouse immigration attorney. And when the time was right, you asked him uh, if he would like to meet a director from your client firm and to consider, uh, you know, with perhaps the thought of, of partnering with him in some, in some venture. And he gave you a real, not interested today, Sharon, answer. But you <laughs> sensed hope. I know you told me you sensed hope. Now, yes. here's my question. So he says, not interested today, Sharon, and... How do you continue the relationship? How do you continue to serve this client after that? I mean, you don't want to tuck your tail and scoot off. How do you no. continue? I think in this industry it takes a certain amount of tenacity, and sometimes it's just a matter of the timing of the market. It may not be the individual themselves, the individuals that necessarily uh, want to leave a firm, but there could be other variables such as something happening with the economy or their company. So a lot of times if you can maintain a relationship and stay in touch, I think that's very important so that when the timing is right, that person may be more apt to move to another platform. And what was so what's your next step in this relationship what do you after you've gotten this no what's what's the next step you don't say well thanks very much and fold fold your tent and disappear so no what do you do what what's what's your next move there are always ways to keep in touch with this individual. If they have a particular expertise, what I might do is perhaps send them articles about their practice areas just to keep them in the loop about uh, particular facts that could be helpful to them in their practice. Uh, also, on a personal right. level, I could wish them a happy birthday because hopefully I will link in with them and I will know when their birthday is so that I can – and my birthday's next week, so I appreciate it when people reach oh, out yeah. to me no <laughs> matter what <laughs> age. <laughs> I'm yes, still here, folks. Uh, I'm still here. I'm alive. So it really right. helps when, when you're acknowledged. And it's just a nice personal touch to say, look, I'm not looking for anything from you. I'm just wishing you a happy birthday. I'm keeping in touch and, and develop that type of rapport. I, I really like the idea of, of taking articles that you've read that deal with his, with his firm and sending them along. I, that's that's something, boy, we all love to get that, and particularly it's it's, it's the great way of saying I'm 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 still thinking of you. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's very good. Well, now I I know that there is is no doubt that 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 you continue to keep this relationship through a lot of fun at your job. Uh, in fact, our own relationship, yours and mine, began over a Broadway play and after party. And <laughs> I know that you've got, that you have your, your own painted picture right beside Meryl Streep's at one of the fancy downtown restaurants because you are the, the ultimate party giver and there's the fashion shows and so forth. So <laughs> how does all of this fit into the man consulting, the bringing people into the right job. I mean, how, how do you, how, how, do, how is that all part of it? I think a lot of times when I'm, when by way of example, if I'm having some type of party, I'll bring a lot of people into the fold so that I can make valuable introductions to one another so that they will remember if we meet with Sharon, not only will she help us with our immediate job search, but perhaps other things. If their child needs an internship or if they want to, you know, just be able to use me as a resource for anything in New York. Um, I really want to be, you know, a full service type of individual to these, uh, to the, to all the, the talent that show at my, at my parties. And I think 
It's also a way to uh, give back, uh, also see people in relaxed settings, get to know them a little bit better from a personal standpoint. There's, there's so, many, uh, so many good things that can spring from these type of uh, gatherings. And I, I, I think, think being inclusive is important. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're uh, you you really have answered that that well because people do need to feel that there is some connection, there's some connector from one position to another. That, that there's somebody who is going to keep bringing new people and new ideas my way. And if you can do that, uh, that seems like a very good good way to handle it. Um, so I just one other thing, because uh, we're running a little long, but uh, could you tell us a little bit about the Mighty Man Rolodex? <laughs> that is this huge list of people that you hold. Give us a little bit of the, the logistics. I, uh, I know you hold thousands of names and faces in your head, but <laughs> how do you handle the logistics of, of this kind of thing when you, you have such a broad uh, network that you have to keep active all the time? <laughs> I have a fabulous is there... assistant who is who is better than me at at, at the administrative <laughs> tasks and 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 just just wonderful. But I, I think again, it's just going reaching out to people on special occasions, just letting them know you're still there for them. Every time you reach out, you ping them, you remind them that you still exist and you're around. Uh, and I think that can be very helpful for just keeping in touch, indirectly and directly. Okay, I think you're right. Now, Sharon. Um, I was going to say, I am exquisitely handsome. I am distinguished and I'm amazingly talented at at book writing and publishing. And my mother keeps (laughs) telling me that anyone would be very proud to have me work for their team and uh, with a special flavor of BART benefits. So um, (laughs) if I really need some help, uh, which many of us have said, uh, but if I need help or if someone else there listening to me, how can I get in touch with Man Consulting and, and uh, get some help with my career? Uh, you can reach me on my website that we're just updating as well as on LinkedIn with all of my information. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's uh, very, very good, just Man Consulting. And Sharon, this has been utterly uh, fabulously fun for me, but also very, very important. Oh, likewise. And I've walked away with a lot more knowledge. And hopefully I think I'm going to be a little, if I'm not going to be a lot nicer, I'll certainly be a lot uh, less uh, burdensome to people when I meet them from now on. And I might even be able to play profitably with others a little better. So I thank you all. And thank you so much. And we're going to have to have you on again as uh as, as you find out some brand new magnificent ways to, to communicate with people and, and pass that on to us. Bart, so, it's always I enjoyable to be on your show. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, as we round out today's show, allow me to leave you with the business quotation of today, and that is, who said, aerodynamically, the bumblebee shouldn't be able to fly, but the bumblebee, being ignorant of all these scientific proven facts, goes right ahead and flies anyway, and he makes a little honey every day. And who said that? Well, the hint is you may you certainly have to trust a woman who can give away pink Cadillacs. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, just uh, write that person's name as you believe him or her to be and send that to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com to win an absolutely life-changing, astounding gift from the dungeons of Bart's Book Bookstore. And finally... As a parting shot, uh, uh, in the words of my wife's husband, 
if you're working like hell and you look at your to-do list and find that you're falling further behind each day, you have only one choice. Tear up that darn to-do list. So, all you faithful and playful listeners, uh, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as Sharon and I have enjoyed blithering it to you. And remember, you may download all of our shows on blogtalkradio.com slash The Art of the CEO. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. <laughs>